0: About to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. All right, just find John. Did you find chapter three? All right, good. Let's just start reading from the beginning there. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, and no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now, how many know he was thinking of the natural? Yeah. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of Spirit is? Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto you, You probably would like to. No, you must. Say, I must. I must. Be born again. Well, basically, what it's talking about in these scriptures, it's been taught about the born again experience, which is good, but basically, what it's talking about more than anything is your entrance into the kingdom of God. Your entrance into a government of God, basically to where you now became a citizen of a spiritual country, which is in heaven, and your home is really in heaven, only you've been put here to do a work down here on the earth realm. So, just like when you were born of the natural world, you became a U.S. citizen. What did you do to become a U.S. citizen? You got born, didn't you? Well, it's the same way in the kingdom of God. What did you do? Become a kingdom of God citizen? You got... Born again. So when you got born again, all the rights of that government now have become your rights. Just like in the United States, if you're born here, how many of you know when you get a certain age, you can go get a driver's license because you're a U.S. citizen. You can vote at a certain age because you're a U.S. citizen. All these rights were given you because you became a citizen of a country. Well, heaven is a spiritual country in the same way when you got born again and got into the kingdom of God, basically all the rights and benefits of that kingdom now belong to you. These are not things you're praying to try to get. You're not doing works to try to get. You got them because you simply got born into that kingdom. Are you following me? Any religious works that you do to try to get things that already been given to you are basically religious works. In other words, you can try all you want to get this and get that, but the Word of God tells you you've already got those things. Lord, give me peace, give me peace, and you'll find out in the Bible that the peace of God's already in your heart. Amen. Lord, give me more love. Well, you've got enough love. The problem is you're not operating in the love of God that's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. All these things are already on the inside of you. They're yours by right. They belong to you. Now, your job is to use them and protect them Amen. in your daily life. All right, go to John chapter 1. All right, we want to talk about the ministry of Jesus real quick. John chapter 1, look at verse 29. The next day John the Baptist saw Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which takes away what? The sins, the sins of, the of the world. So this was part of Jesus' ministry. Behold, the Lamb of God. What was He going to do when He came? He was going to take away the sins of the world. Why did He do that? So every man could be born into the kingdom of God, and one of the benefits that they receive is called righteousness. Say Righteousness. righteousness. Now, righteousness is not a religious term. It is a legal term. Basically, you became just. You became justified. You became in right standing with God. You became righteous simply because you got born into the kingdom of God. So once I believe I'm righteous, I'm going to start acting like a person who is righteous. See, you can never become more righteous than you are right now. You can just walk in the righteousness that was already given to you when you got born again. Say, I am am the the righteousness of God in Christ. So I am righteous. Not only am I righteous, but that also means I have legal rights to what belongs to me as a righteous person in the kingdom of God. So I have righteousness. So you're not going to get any more righteous. You're not going to become any more righteous. You're simply going to operate on the righteousness that's already on the inside of you. The more you discover that, the more you learn about that, the more you will walk as a righteous person in this natural world. Hallelujah. All right, go to verse 33. Here's the second part of Jesus' ministry, verse 33. And I knew him not... But he that sent me to baptize with water, the same came unto me upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, talking about Jesus, that same he shall baptize you with what? the Holy Ghost. So what was Jesus' ministry? Number one, come suffer and die on the cross to eliminate your past, to eliminate your old nature, to eliminate the old you so you could be born again, a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things, thank God, have passed away and all things have become new and all things are now of who? Of God. Your makeup is now a godly makeup at this point. And then what did he want to do? He wanted to baptize you with somebody by the name of the Holy Ghost. Now why did he want to do that? Because he wanted to make sure his children in the earth realm to do what he wanted to do had something called power. The Holy Ghost is power. when you you receive the Holy Ghost, you have received supernatural ability of God himself. you have received power in your life, and that power came on the inside of you. and when you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, it runs out of the inside of you and all over you to where maybe now and then you 'll even get a goosebump if you run into the wrong person or whatever. Praise God. How many know there's feelings sometimes come with this? And that's all right, praise God. We don't want to seek the feelings, but bless God, if they come, we're going to enjoy them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, I spent a lot of floor time in my life, and I never got up once and said, I'm sorry I went down. I've been hit with the joy of the Lord several times. And how many know when I got done laughing after about a half hour, I didn't get up and say, boy, that was terrible. No, it was good. And it came from a place I didn't even know I had. I didn't know where, how deep it was, but boy, it was deep, and man, it just broke out of the inside of me. Say, the inside of me. Nobody told a funny joke. There was no comedian involved. It just came out of the inside of me, and I started laughing with the joy of the Lord, uncontrollably laughing, and how many know when you're laughing, you're usually happy? So, hallelujah. So, what does he want to do? He wants to make us righteous, that he wants to put the Holy Ghost in us and baptize us in the Holy Ghost so we can live in this realm with power. Say power. Power. All right, go to John chapter 4. Notice how I kept these right together for you. You are welcome this morning. You're welcome. Very welcome. All right, John chapter 4, let's look at verse... Well, let's go back to verse 11. We'll get this woman involved. Now, we'll go back to verse 10. Jesus answered and said unto this lady, If thou knewest the gift of God and who it is that says to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is very deep. And whence will you get this living water? Are you greater than the father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? I many know she's thinking of a natural well? Yeah. Yeah. Verse 13 Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinks of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him. A well of water doing what? Springing up. So here's Jesus trying to teach this lady about the Holy Ghost, about something that's really important rather than the natural well. And she just says, there's a Holy Ghost. It's a gift I'm going to be giving people as soon as they qualify for it. And when I give it to them, it's going to be like a well. Say a well. It's going to be like a well of living water on the inside of you. So this tells me now, when I got born again, the Holy Ghost came on the inside of me and he came in like a well, didn't he? So he's on the inside of me like a well at this point. Now, I grew up in a, in a little bit different area you did, but when we went out to our grandma's house and we run around with all the cousins and we chased the cows and pigs and all that stuff we used to do, basically they had a pump there on this big cement slab, and we knew when we got thirsty, if we went over to that cement slab and pumped that pump, that water, I don't care where it came from, water came up out of that pump, and I got a good drink, and it was cold, and it was not that funny tasting, and that, it was actually good stuff. But in order to get the water from the spot it was... Up to me, I had to, I had to pump the well, didn't I? So even though you've got a well on the inside of you, if you don't pump the well on the inside of you, you're going to remain thirsty for the rest of your life, basically, because this is very, very important on the inside of you. God gave you the Holy Spirit for a reason, to lead and guide you and teach you and give you power, and that well there. So the best thing you can do is learn how to pump the well, especially when you need it. So when, when tragedy comes, you don't have to get all flustered. Just start pumping, dear God. See, big problem, pump faster. Not so bad. Just take your time, pump it, and get it going. And what does pumpness got to do? It's got to do with awareness. Number one, I'm aware of who's on the inside of me. My dependence on him on the inside of me. Whenever you're in worry, it shows you've stopped pumping the well. When you're living in fear, you're no longer pumping the well. You've got to continue pump the well of the Spirit of God who's on the inside of you. And I'll tell you what does it more than anything. Faith in the well in you pumps the well. See, faith in not only the spirit in you, but the power in you, the joy in you, the peace in you, the glory in you, the victory in you. You pump the well. Now the church has been telling you for years: you got no power, you got no victory, you got nothing, but you got the Holy Ghost. Well, what good's that going to do? Come on, you're never going to get a drink. And this shows you too that your answer to money problems is not more money; it's pumping the well and finding the leadership of the Holy Ghost about what to do with your finances. Because if you get a bunch of money, knowing you. Come on, you got into debt for some reason. Probably because maybe you didn't handle the money well. So God's certain, go put, get you a bunch more money so you can go spend that and come back to him again and come back to him. No, he wants to show you and teach you and lead you and give you wisdom and knowledge on how to handle the things that he gives you on the inside. And that's why it says if you drink from this well, you'll never thirst again. But if your answer comes from the natural well, you're going to be thirsty pretty quick, praise God. Come on, uh, how many of have ever wanted something like, oh, I just want a new car, and I want that new car, and oh, and then you finally bought the new car and got the payments, and after about two weeks, you said, why did I buy a new car? It's just a car. I don't really like it that well anymore. I thought I needed it, thought I had to have it, and now I just got a car. I got to pay for it for the rest of my life. So you go back to the dealer and say, hey, I paid 20000 for this. And I want to give it back. They say, we'll give you thirteen. <laughs> See, that's the way it works, praise God. But we want to do the supernatural things. We want to do the, the well, basically, is on the inside of us. And your whole lifestyle is tending to this well on the inside of you, living by this well on the inside of you. He said you'd hear his voice. It'll be a still, small voice that comes up out of the inside of you that you hear, like a little whisper telling you what direction to go and how to do it. And that's how you get by your intellect. That's how you get by the different things in the natural realm. The Bible actually says, by faith we believe. So if you just believe the word, then you'll understand the word. If you never believe the word, you won't understand the word. Say, I've got a well on the, of me. on the inside of me. All right, I'm going to deviate here. Go to Genesis 26. Take a side trip. Oh, Jesus. All right, how many know the? The Old Testament, when you read the Old Testament a lot, it will teach you a lot of things about clarifying the New Testament and what it's talking about. Now, we talked about the well here. We talked about the Holy Ghost being in you. Look at Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. It says, Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Notice, (laughs) Isaac sowed in that land and received when? Same year. If you're going to believe God for something, at least believe for it in the same year. (laughs) You know what I mean? Otherwise, you'll be believing for it for 30 years and still waiting for that year to come. God's not slow. He'll do whatever you believe. All right, verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks, he had possessions of herds, a great store of servants, and the Philistines envied him. And all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art mightier than we are. And Isaac departed thence, pitched his tent in the valley of Gru, and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father, For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father called them. And Isaac's servants digged the valley, and found there a well springing with water. And the herdmen of Gerur did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, This water belongs to us. And he called the name of that well Essex, because they strove with him. So he digged another well, and strove for that also. And he called that Sitna. And he removed from thence, and digged another well. And for that he strove not. And called the name of Rehobab, which he said, Now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Hallelujah. All right. Now, let me, let me just, first of all, if your Old Testament, you study the Old Testament, if I was going to go today, and I was going to go out in the wilderness someplace, and I was going to start a town, Thomasville, or whatever, when I went there, the first thing I would need to do, basically, is get a well. I can't live without water. I can build a house, but I've ain't got no water. I can't drink. I get thirsty. Or whatever. So one of the most important things, and in these times, how many know this land over there is dusty? It is dirty. It is rocky. So the first thing they do wherever they go is they dig a well because the well is the most important thing to them living in the natural realm. Type in shadow. The well you have is the most important thing that you have to live in the spirit realm. And what happened here? Here it says basically that Isaac went and basically they found out that the Philistines had stopped up all the wells. Stopped them all up. See, the Philistines are a representative of irritations, demonic things, attacks against your life. The Philistines are always looking to stop up your well. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Here it says all the wells were stopped up at one time. I believe the church as a whole. Uh Machiela Moshekela here we go has been stopped up for a long time Amen. i believe the devil's come in with false stuff false doctrine false this false that and you ain't got this you can't do that you're no good you're this and it stopped up the wells of the church god told me a long time ago that i am a well digger outer i'm a well digger outer what am i there for i'm there to get the dirt it's been kicked into the well of the church and the well of the church people so that they get the free flow of the water springing up on the inside of them unto eternal life to where they can operate in the things of God and also in the power of God. So this well is very important on the inside of you. And notice, here he comes and basically what happened? He gets there and the Philistines have stopped up the well. So what did he do? He redug the well. He got the well out of there. As soon as he got the well out of there, he ran into another group of people who didn't like him having the well there. What did they do? They came into this. They kicked dirt in a well. Right. Why? Because they thought that well was there. And the, and the name there, Essex, means strife. Mm-hmm. So that tells me now what, what goes after my well right. in my own life. If strife was taking care of their well, then strife comes after my well. Yeah. Come on, are you following me? Yeah. So he digs another well, he digs this well, and he gets another well, and all at once, here they come again, and they're kicking dirt in the well. How many of you have dug and redug? Yeah. Why? Because somebody's always coming along to kick dirt in your well all the time. There's always something there. There's always a problem. There's always a worry. There's always a fear coming in. What are those for? To stop up your well. I'll tell you, the devil's not even afraid of you. Eat afraid of your well. Yeah. Yes. Woo. yes, he is. <laughs> Because if you don't operate in your well, you ain't got nothing anyway. Right. You're just an ordinary flop failure like everybody else out there. But once the water starts springing up, once it starts moving on the inside of you, and God starts revealing the salvation that was put on the inside of you and who you are and what you can do, all at once out of your belly shall flow a river of living water. And yes, yes. Glory to God. Yes, yes, yes. Oh. Mm, mm. Notice what it says here. Who digged out the wells? Isaac. Say Isaac. Isaac. Now, now what does Isaac mean? Does anybody know what that? Laughter. 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 Isn't it funny that Isaac was the one who digged out the wells? That means the joy of the Lord is a well digger outer. (laughs) Of course, we're not supposed to laugh in church. We're supposed to cry. But crying really doesn't help your well. It doesn't help your well that much. But laughter, Isaac, notice Isaac, Isaac, dig the well. Say, Isaac, Isaac. dig the well. well. Now watch when the well got stopped up. Look at verse 18. And Isaac, laughter, (laughs) joy again, dig the wells of water that they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of who? After the death of who? Now who's Abraham? He is the father of, of faith, isn't he? So when your faith stops... And your Isaac goes, your well gets stopped. And you know when your well stopped. Matter of fact, everybody knows when your well stopped. Come on now. Pastor Tom preached on joy this morning. I don't know why I've got the joy. I've had the joy all along. Really? Well, you've got something in your well, I think it needs to be removed. Come on. So whenever you're losing your joy, whenever you're losing your excitement, you're losing. somebody kicks something into your... And here's what I hear from everybody. Well, well, my well would be wide open if I just didn't marry them, if I just didn't have kids, if I just didn't have a job. Hey, you're a victor. If you want to get rid of all those things, die. Because it's the only time you're going to get rid of those things. You're called to live above those things... Not eliminate those things that are in your life. You've got authority and power to live above those things in your life. So don't blame it on your spouse. Don't blame it on your kids. Don't blame it on your job. Don't blame it on your boss. Learn to rise up in the joy of the Lord above those things. We just sang a song. In the presence of the enemy, I will sing a hallelujah. Well, how many know you got to do that? It's a great song. But what are you doing in the middle of the storm? Are you bailing water? Yelling for help? Mad at somebody? Because you know what? The most important thing that I have as a pastor is right here. It's the well on the inside of me. Because if my well gets stopped up, I'm going to bring you a clogged up message. And there's enough people kicking dirt in your well without me helping. See? So the well's in there. So after faith, what happened? Basically at that time, uh, the wells got stopped up, and it goes to the New Testament to where we have this power and this Holy Ghost on the inside of you, and there is a well of living water on the inside of you that you need to become aware of each and every day. You need to meditate on. When trouble comes, you need to look in, not out, because everything you need is already on the inside of you. The wisdom's there. The knowledge there. How to do things is already on the inside of you. So you've got to keep that well open and keep it going, and you do that through Isaac. Say Through Isaac. All right, go to Isaiah chapter 12. Say, I have a well. well. Say, "Get get your dirt out of my well. All right, Isaiah chapter 12, look at verse 2. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger has been turned away, and thou had comforted me. I mean, you know, that's when you get born again. Where am I? Are you in the right place? Verse 1, verse one not verse 2. Okay, first one. Yeah. Isaiah 12? Mm-hmm. Isaiah 12, 1. Good. What you were yes. All right. And in that day, thou shalt say, "O Lord," <laughs> I do it. It is King James Bible I got here, isn't it? <laughs> okay, okay. Are we okay now? Are we where we need to be? <laughs> All right. Verse three. No, just kidding. Verse one. Verse one. We're gonna stay, stay right there. <laughs> and in that day, thou shalt say, "O Lord, I will praise thee." Though thou was angry with me, thine anger is turned away and thou comforts me. When did that happen? When you entered the kingdom of God, all the anger went. Now verse 2. Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song and also has become my salvation. Now look at verse 3. Therefore with joy. shall I draw water out of the With what? How are you going to draw them out? Joy. Say joy. Notice, with joy... You shall draw well, water out of the wells of salvation, and in that day you shall say, praise the Lord, call upon His name, declare His doings among the people, make mention that His name is exalted." So, what's it telling you here? You've got a well of salvation on the inside of you. What is salvation? Well, we found out on Wednesday night that salvation is not just being saved, salvation is being healed, salvation is being delivered, salvation is being blessed, salvation is being comforted, salvation is being all these things. Well, you've got this well on the inside of you of salvation here, and basically it's drawn out by joy. Say joy. joy. Hallelujah. All right, let's go to Psalm 46. I got a well. It's an important well. When I got in the ministry, I never understood before that how many well stoppers there actually were, (laughs) but how many know you grow and you learn as you go, and uh, first, first, I think when you get in the ministry and you're just starting out, basically you want sympathy for everything, In other words, every time somebody comes against you, somebody says something nasty about you, you want to tell everybody, so they pat you on the back and tell you that's not who you are and all this stuff. But there's going to be a day when you rise up to protect your well and don't care about what anybody else thinks and don't care about whether you've got any self-pity or anybody else helping you out because you know who you are and you don't know what your well can do on the inside of you and you get serious about your well. All right, Psalm 46. Look at verse 1. God is our refuge, our strength a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. How many know this is serious? Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with a swelling thereof. Now, how many know, hopefully a lot of things are going on in the world right now. Hopefully that don't happen. Do you imagine to get up one morning and all at once the earth is falling into the stuff and the mountains are being carried into the sea and the water is raging everywhere and the mountains are shaking all over the place? Now, why don't I worry? Why don't I care? Why am I in fear? Look at verse 4. Because why? There is what? There is what? There is a river the streams whereof that make thee what? Glad. Notice, as long as your river is flowing, gladness is there. As long as the river on the inside of you is flowing. How do I want to keep my river flowing? I want to keep it flowing basically from the well that's on the inside of me. I want to continually pump that well in every situation. That's what prayer time does. It refreshes your well. That's what singing, when we sing here in the morning does, refreshes your well. It gets your mind off the last six days and gets you back on God and how wonderful He is and how marvelous He is. And I will praise this is the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in Him. And what's it doing on the inside? It's pumping the well out of the inside of you. People come to church and say, I was feeling down. I didn't want to come to church. Boy, I'm glad I came because I felt a lot better when I left. Why is that? Because you came with a stopped well. And whatever happened through the word or through people you ran into or whatever it helped unstop your well on the inside of you. So the joy came out of the inside of you. Say, I got a well on the inside of me. All right, go to Philippians chapter 1. studying this years ago and and teaching on it and everything else and right before I taught on it, God told me that anything that comes into your life that that you know that is going to mess up your well a little bit, he wanted me to say two words whenever it came. So whenever something came into my life, I was supposed to say, oh well, oh well. (laughs) The church isn't doing very good, oh well. Somebody don't like you, oh well. (laughs) Nobody loves you, oh well. When I said that to everything, it reminded me of the, that I had on the inside of me. So I thought, oh, well, why? Because I got a, well. All right, Philippians chapter 1. Baby crying in the back? Oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) Philippians chapter 1, look at verse 18. What then, notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and I therein do rejoice, yea, and I... Will rejoice, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Notice, on the inside of you, you have a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ on the inside of you. Notice what Paul says. How many know he's writing this from prison? He said, praise God, I do rejoice, and I will rejoice. How many know he was talking to him? He wasn't writing gospel here. He was talking to him. I'm in jail. This ain't working out. God, God ain't doing anything he told me to do. This ain't happening to me. But you know what? I'd rejoice and I'm going to rejoice again. Why? Because I know that I have a supply of the Spirit on the inside of me that's going to take care of the different things that are in my life that are coming up, that are popping up through the power of God that's on the inside of me. So rejoicing. How I many you know the Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord whenever you feel like it? Rejoice in the Lord when you have time. No, rejoice in the Lord when? Notice, don't rejoice in your circumstances. Don't rejoice in your situations. Rejoice in the Lord always. Why? Because He has done great things for you. See, sometimes we forget. Many times I go back to the Catholic confessional to where I got born again and see that priest coming up to me and I was shaking in my little boots and i have gone to confession and I thought I was going to have to confess every sin for 30 years, which would have taken up, up about to this time right now. But it didn't work out that well, and he just came up, he knew what was happening, he came up, he gave me a simple little hug and said, son, don't matter what you did, God loves you. And when he said that, the power of God hit my life, man, everything fell off of my life, the grass got green, the sky got blue, the, everything was just wonderful again, and what happened? I was completely delivered, and I go back there sometimes, that was a good time, see, that was a good memory. The reason why, as young adults, God wants you to grow up in the things of God, so when you get to my age, you have good memories, See if you lived a bad life Then you always got those bad memories Trying to come back up Instead of dreams and visions You have nightmares You see it's a safeguard For each and every one of us To live a good life In our own life basically So whenever I got to go back That's as far as I go back Because before that I was a different person No I don't know who he was I don't know that guy anymore He got in enough trouble Praise God But on December 21st 1985 About 8 o'clock at night Things changed at that time So when times get tough or whatever, I go back there. I just say, thank God. I could still be the same way I was back then if the Holy Ghost wouldn't have stepped into my life and did, thank God he called me into the ministry. Thank God he's anointed me. Thank God he's appointed me. Thank God, you know, so don't matter what age you're at, go back to that spot to where you can grab a little life and a little joy and a little peace and a little power. Situations when you lay hands on somebody and they get healed, write it down. On 22 years ago, I laid hands on so-and-so and they got delivered. And when you need to go back there, you just go back and say, wow. And not just to pat yourself on the back, but to remember that you have power, to remember that things are working in your life, to remember that God is using you to do something in your life. That's what I say. So back in nineteen eighty seven I did this. Ooh, in nineteen ninety I did this. And pretty soon before you're done, all that stuck junks get out of you, and it's bubbling up on the inside of you, and that river's ready to go to touch somebody else's life again. Because how many know what he's done for you is good? Everything he's done for you is good. It's very good. All right, go to where'd we go? Go to Second Corinthians chapter one. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God there's a different way to live. All right, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Look at verse 21. Now he which established us with you in Christ, and he that has anointed you is Who? Now, how many know if you're going to get anointed? That's a good place to get anointed from right there. He has anointed us, his God, who has also sealed us and given us the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. He has sealed us and given us the earnest of our spirit. Say sealed. sealed. Now, when I used to pack a lunch every now and then when I was younger or whatever, I'd make a sandwich. And the first thing I was done when I was done with it, how many know I put it in a baggie? Why did I put it in a baggie? So it would be sealed and it wouldn't get stale and it would stay fresh. So as long as you're flowing in the Holy Ghost, you will stay fresh. When you start when you start to get stale, it's because there is a hole in your baggie. See, something happened on the inside. Somebody kicked something in there. Maybe maybe you didn't even know when it came in, but if you just wait a little bit, the Holy Ghost is going to show you when they snuck that little rock in there and you're not springing up anymore, it's not coming out anymore. So the Holy Ghost is there. He's there to seal us. To keep the contaminations of the world out, to keep the things of the world out. Why? So our well continues to flow on the inside, continues to bubble up on the inside because He needs your power source that's on the inside of you to complete the work that He gave you to do. So He has sealed me. Say the Holy Ghost Ghost has sealed me. me. Hallelujah. So there's a sealing on you. What's that for? It's to keep you fresh. The Bible talks in one thing about fresh oil. Say fresh fresh oil. How many know fresh oil is better than old oil? And you get fresh oil every single day, the Bible says. Why? Because you need fresh oil. Your car may be every you know three months, every five thousand miles, every whatever, but you need fresh oil every single day. And how do you know when somebody's not operating or falling in fresh oil? They squeak. <laughs> Well, that music was way too long this morning. You need an oil job. See, you need an oil change. There is no complaining when you're in the oil. There is no down and out when you're in the oil. Praise God, it's fresh oil every single day. And that's why God says, get up in the morning and get some oil. See? Because nobody wants to around a squeaky person. And how many know it's a lot easier to squeak sometimes than to get fresh oil? Because there are a lot more things to squeak about Hallelujah. But you don't have to do that. Praise God. Once again, we're kingdom people. Everything that we taught, whether we can't do, praise God, we can do. All right, go to Matthew chapter 18. See, I've got a well springing up. So the Bible says that you have received the Spirit you have received the sealing of the Spirit another translation says you have received the deposit of the Spirit since you've received the deposit of the Spirit already there's no sense waiting to do something when you've already got the deposit of the Spirit on the inside of you the church has taught us just to go through life do the best we can and when we die then we'll go to heaven and we'll be able to use the deposit of the Spirit on the inside of us but notice you ain't going to need the deposit of the Spirit up there because God I think got everything pretty much under control there <laughs> All right, Matthew 18, look at verse 18. Jesus says, Verily, verily, I say to you, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they may ask, it shall be done of them of my Father which is in heaven, where two or three are gathered together in their name. I am there where? In the midst of them. So notice here he says basically in the midst, you you can command things, you can command things, you can control things, you can disallow things, you can lock up things, you can do that by the well of the power of the Spirit on the inside of you. When you make the declaration with authority, that power on the inside of you flows out of the inside of you. It is a deposit of the Spirit. Say, I have a deposit of the Spirit. Now notice, it's no good to have a deposit of the Spirit if you're not going to make any withdrawals. See, and everybody's got the deposit of the Spirit. If you're in the kingdom of God, whether you know it or not, and some do and some don't, there's a deposit of the Spirit inside of you, but you want to make withdrawals out. How do I make withdrawals out? By faith, what's on the inside of me makes the difference. So when all things are breaking loose, gone crazy, everybody's gone nuts, what do you do? You just thank God for perfect peace. I thank God for perfect Thank God for perfect peace. Thank God for the joy of the Lord. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. What well, has the Lord done? Well, He's redeemed me. He's healed me. He's blessed me. He's saved me. Praise God. He loves me. He cares about me. He does all these things. So what are you doing? You're building yourself up. You're like David. You're encouraging yourself in the Lord. And by doing that, the joy of the Lord. Once again, you're rejoicing in the joy. That joy is coming up. What's it doing? Clearing out some rocks and some stuff that's on the inside of you. How many of you run into rocks in your daily walk? Am I the only one in here that does that? No, some of you also run into that. You got certain people that are good kickers? Come on, when you see them, you know. They call you on the phone and you know. Come on, you got caller ID now. I'm serious. i got to take their call. Do you? Do you have to tell them the same thing for the 15th time in a row that they're not going to do anyway and you're wearing yourself out? Don't do it, praise God, see? Don't do that. This is important to me, see? My well is important to me. I can't control your well, but I can certainly keep an eye on my own well, basically. In order to help your well, my well better be springing. Because it's not going to work with two rocky wells together, praise God. That leads to more rocks before it's over with. So I want to protect this. I want to keep it. I want to guard my heart with all diligence because out of it flows the forces of life. So I'm protecting this. I want to protect my car, but if it goes, I still got my well. I want to protect my money. If somebody steals it, I still got my well. See, but people lose their well the whole time and panic over all the natural things that they've lost. Well, you better have a well when anything goes on in your life. So you have a well on the inside of you. What's that well for? It's to spring up on the inside of you so the river of God flows out of the inside of you. And that river is a supernatural power. If there's no spring up, there's no river. It's not going to work on you. And no matter what comes in your life, you have the ability to do it. You do not have to worry another day in your life. Maybe you've been told you have to. Maybe you thought that was the way. Maybe your mom and dad were the king and queen warriors of all time. But it doesn't mean that you have to do that, see? You don't have to worry about nothing. The Bible actually says, be anxious for nothing. It says, don't worry about it. It says, cast all your care upon because he cares for you. So why not do that then? Lord, you got a problem. Lord, you got another problem. Here you go, Lord. This is your problem. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to worry about the thing again. And you know what the devil will do? He'll come right back again. And you'll say, no, I already gave that to him. You got to talk to him. See how you do there. So what keeping this stuff off? You got to stay out of fear in the day we're at. Once again, I mean if you can watch the news all the time and stay out of fear, you're better than I am right now. You have grown well beyond me. Because that's stuff coming in and coming in and coming in and coming in and they just pound it and they just do it and they pound it. Sooner or later it's gonna get into your heart and it's gonna get into your mouth and it's gonna get into your life. Praise God. We all know what's going on in the world right now, so and most of the stuff you hear on the news is, isn't true anyway. So at least you're getting the truth here. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. Say I've got a well. Yes on the inside of me. It is a well of power, of victory. My well is going to remain open all the time because I'm going to protect my well. If I need my well digged or reopened, I am going to come up front right now and get my well reopened because there is a well digger in the house anointed by God God. to dig out my well well. because I want water springing up up. unto eternal life life. and I want want. the river of God God. to flow out of me with a mighty force force. to save people, heal people, deliver people so you're not touching my my well again.